0: Today's readings are slightly different to the one on the notice sheet, both are coming from Colossians and can be found on page 1119 of the Church Bibles. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other. Thank you Rachel um, it's a real pleasure to invite Ian uh, to come and talk to us now uh, to unpack those words a little bit more so um, Ian we're very welcome Would you like a clicker? you're right if I pray for you mm. yeah. Lord thank you so much for, for Ian and for Janice we thank you for all that Ian did while he was here and continues to do in prayer and and uh, support for Camborne Church. We pray now that you would be upon him and in the words that he speaks. pray that you would honour him in his preparation and that you would open our hearts and ears to listen and to hear and to connect with you through what he says. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thanks, Catherine, and... uh Mary, and uh, good to be here uh, with you this morning. Is that coming across all right? Great. So, we've got uh, these uh, passages uh, from Colossians that we're going to uh, look at uh, this morning and reflect on. And uh, as you know, going through this uh, series, it's G O S P E L, Gospel, and today is O, which stands for openness. And I've never spoken on the subject of openness before, Uh, so I'm sure I've touched on it, but not as a subject, and then I thought, aha, another part of what I was given today as a brief was long life or whole life learning, learning through the whole of your life. I think that was right, wasn't it, Catherine and Mary? So that's it, I'm learning uh, I'm learning today to speak about openness and what that really means. And the more I've thought about it, uh, I've thought this is really, really important. And at the beginning of our reading, and the reading is part of what was uh, given to me to uh, work with this morning, uh, at the beginning we're really focusing on where our openness uh, comes from and what the centre of it is. And uh, Uh, I hope you can uh, see this from Henri Nouon, talking about uh, prayer, but talking about openness. Prayer, uh, being in God's presence, listening to God. It's openness. God is always speaking and always doing something. So what we're going to try and unpack a little bit this morning uh, is what is God saying if God's speaking and uh, He's asking us to be open. What is it uh, that he wants uh, to say? And Henri Nou, I'm sure many of you have read his uh, books, speaks about his own journey of openness, particularly moving from a career in uh, academic work uh, to being alongside people with severe learning disabilities and uh, the challenge of being open to such a change of life and uh, to engage with people in such a different way. It's a very moving story if you don't uh, know that story of his life. Uh, But at the beginning of our reading, uh, there's a tremendous focus uh, on our hearts and our minds, and that's why I put that up on the slide, your hearts and your minds being set on Christ. Uh, And really the openness won't work unless uh, we've got that as uh, the center, because there's lots of ways of just being generally open. But in our Christian faith, we're open uh, to the presence of Christ. And so there's four things that I want to uh, share with you this morning about this uh, openness, this uh, lifelong learning. And the first of them is being open to God's love. And this comes very clearly in our uh, passage uh, that Rachel read to us. Uh, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, and then we go on to some other things that are going to be part of this. Uh, But this is quite a powerful phrase, I think, dearly loved, allowing God's love to fill every part, which doesn't mean that we are then less than we should be, that somehow we get obliterated uh, because of this overwhelming love. But rather, as C.S. Lewis said, we become more truly ourselves. God's love enables, it releases Uh, it means that we find our full potential. So, let God's love fill you. This is being open to God's love. And then the passage goes on uh, to talk about some of the specifics of this. And uh, here we see them, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I just put up that slide, Compassion UK, which I'm sure uh, many of you no, and uh, we in Histon Baptist Church where we're members uh, are uh, really involved with uh, Compassion UK as well. Uh, but think about those five things, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. We're probably more familiar with the fruit of the Spirit uh, and the list of the uh, different things, but this is actually very similar, uh, not so well known perhaps. Uh, the second one quite struck me. And uh, as you know, m- many of you, I was uh, for several years a uh, part-time chaplain at uh, Addenbrooks, and so there we've got uh, something from the, uh, the strap line about uh, being safe and kind and excellent. Catherine and others, uh, this is what we all are. Uh, but for me, when I was there, the thing that really hit me was the, the central word there, uh, the word Kind. And uh, my little mantra uh, was, as chaplains, that was my role and, and others, uh, we are specialists and we're specialists in conveying God's kindness to people. Uh, we don't have all the many clinical skills that are so wonderfully used uh, in a hospital like Addenbrooke's, but we have a specialism and our specialism uh, is the kindness of God that we are passing on to so many, many people through the chaplaincy ministry. Uh, and as we go through uh, these uh, different uh, things, we come to the, the next section, uh, which has to do with forgiveness. And I find this uh, an ongoing uh, way in which God challenges me to think about forgiveness. I think in that slide it all happens just a little bit too quickly, Uh, You've got masses and masses of issues in your life, uh, and uh, suddenly you've put them all in a box, and you're free. Has anybody had uh, that total experience in their life? Because I'd love to hear about it. Um, But uh, nevertheless, we can't get away from this. If we're working through uh, these issues of being compassionate and kind, and other ones that are mentioned there, humility and gentleness and patience, then... We can't just respond to those who hurt us by trying to hurt them back, can we? It doesn't really work if you take that very, very uh, deep list of things seriously. So, what I want to suggest to you is that forgiveness is a journey, and it's a journey with God. So, it is a journey uh, not in our own strength, but forgiving, as the passage says, as Paul says, as the Lord forgave you. So, in the Lord's prayer, we say, don't we, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And the two things belong together. If we don't really understand God's forgiveness, it's very hard to be in the business of forgiving because we just think, well, that person has done something that I can never forgive. But hasn't God forgiven things that are terrible uh, in our lives and the lives of others. And at the cross of Jesus, we see Jesus himself saying, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. So, if we don't forgive, then really we're letting the pain of yesterday's hurts stand in the way of an ongoing journey with God and a healing that God wants to bring to us. So, that's the first point. There's a lot in that first point. Uh, The first point is being open to God's love, which transforms situations, transforms us, and ultimately, as Paul says, binds everything together through this amazing love of God. That's the first thing. And this is the second thing that he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since you are called to peace. So we're open to God's love. And now we're open to God's peace. I hope that these things can perhaps be things we can take with us. Uh, And as I think about being open to God's peace or letting peace prevail, uh, I really go back to the Old Testament and to what the whole picture of God's peace in the Old Testament is. And it's a picture of, uh, shalom is the word, it's a picture of wholeness, of something that is, is, is no longer being separated, but is being brought together. It's a picture of justice. It's a picture of equality. It's a real community which is characterized by well-being. And that is the picture, that's the vision of uh, our community as Christian people. It's a picture of God's peace prevailing among us. And uh, later on, you've got uh, a church members' meeting and a church community meeting. And uh, I've been in many of those over years in uh, Baptist ministry. And occasionally, it's not always as peaceful as I would have liked. Uh, But there is an invitation, isn't there? And even uh, a, a challenge to us to take this seriously, to discern what God is saying together, and to find peace together. And I think if we have that vision, it helps us a great deal. Where is the peace? If the peace is not there, we're probably not on the right track. So, we're seeking God's peace and the goodness and the well-being of the whole community. And uh, in this passage, uh, Paul speaks about this peace of Christ uh, ruling in our hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace. And as I often said uh, when I was here in in Camborne, part of the ministry team, uh, the different denominations that come together here uh, could easily be sources of conflict, couldn't they? Different denominational uh, convictions. And people used to say, isn't that really the kind of worst possible scenario, trying to bring uh, people of different backgrounds and so on together? Uh, But actually, this is the possibility of an amazing work of God's peace, uh, bringing people together uh, from different backgrounds, different beliefs. And sometimes to achieve that, we have to go through some difficult times. I've been working on on a book because Ian always, when I was here, used to say to me, what book are you going to write next, Ian? And uh, so these words are still ringing in my ears uh, that I need to keep writing because Ian Jarvis will ask me what book I'm (laughs) writing now. Uh, And uh, it's been a while, this one, on the Bruderhof community, a Christian community of people living together, sharing together, really wanting to take this shalom very seriously. And so we've been spending time with them, writing about them. And they went through some horrendous times as a community back in in, uh, their earlier uh, period, and all sorts of pain and disappointment and wondering where is God in all this great vision that we had for a community? Uh, And actually, the pain now, they would say, it's not that that was God's will, but we have learned some deep lessons, they would say, and we're in a different place now, and I can see that they're in a very different place, and they're in a place of great health So, is that okay, second thing? Uh, Openness to God's peace coming uh, and ruling in uh, our community together. Uh, And uh, then we have giving thanks. So, this is the third thing, being open. I would say this is being open to God's goodness. Uh, It's not that we can give thanks for everything that happens. There are really bad things that happen. There are terrible things that happen. We're not supposed to give thanks for them. But Paul just does kind of interject, and I love this about his writings. Uh, He's on a slightly different theme, and then he just says, be thankful. So, uh, and then he kind of repeats it, be grateful, and then repeats it again, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. So, it's a real theme, giving thanks, and it is, I would say, openness to God's goodness, and we're, you know, we're in a really complaining society, I think, at the moment. Uh, yesterday on the radio, it was just uh, a topic that was being discussed. And uh, I thought, actually, that topic contains some real positive things, you know, that we could be thankful about. But all that we heard was complaining, nothing else. And I thought, that is a really unhealthy kind of aspect of our society uh, that we're complaining. Somebody said, we don't, this is, this is how we sum ourselves up. We don't get what we want. We don't get it when we want it. We don't get as much as we want. We don't get it the way we want it. So, if that's the, man, if those are the sort of series of mantras, it's quite difficult to be thankful, isn't it? Uh, so, let's try and shift our perspective. Let's look for the things that are good and let's maximize those because they are the gifts of God. They are God's goodness at work. Uh, one of the things I do in my retirement um, is that uh, I do quite a bit of spiritual direction. That's being alongside people in their spiritual uh, journeys. And one of the things we, we ask people to do when they talk about their, uh, their journeys is just to say, Where's God? Where's God in this? Because we can talk a lot about things that are going on, and uh, there's good and there's bad in everybody's life, uh, but what's God doing? And maybe then that opens up actually some good things, some good things that are going on. And when we see that, we can be thankful, and it gives us strength. And the last thing uh, is to uh, be open to God's Word making room for the Word of Christ, says Paul. Uh, May the Word of Christ or the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another uh, with wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. There's a parallel passage, if you're interested in these kind of things, in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, which talks again about psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and being filled with the Spirit. Uh, So, the Word of God, the message of Christ dwelling in you richly. Let's be open. To what God has to say. So, at the beginning we talked about what are we listening for? We're listening definitely for God's love to come to us again, reassure us, fill us. We're listening uh, for God's peace uh, to come and to be amongst us. We're listening uh, for uh, glimpses of the goodness of God to give thanks for that. Praise God. And we're listening for specific words that speak to us. And what we want to do, I think, in every church is we want to take this to our hearts. Let the Word of Christ dwell among you. And the idea is of just God being at home amongst us, dwelling, being there. So, are we the kind of congregation uh, where you feel, yeah, actually God could be at home here? It's quite a, a kind of feeling of fellowship together with God in the church together. And when we have that dwelling, uh, there will be instruction. The Word of Christ, of course, is teaching. There'll be worship with the songs and the spiritual songs and uh, the hymns, uh, the psalms, the hymns, and uh, the spiritual songs. When I was uh, younger, I was in the uh, Presbyterian church in Scotland, and one of the churches that we're in, we had kind of limited this to just the Psalms. You only sang the Psalms. Uh, But there's great variety uh, in worship. There's all sorts of things happen. And so, let's be open to the ways in which uh, God is wanting to meet with us as His people, to make room for the Word of Christ, to dwell, to be here, to be open to that. It's a wonderful thought. And so, being at home, Uh, with God. Let His love today fill us more and more, His peace prevail. Let's give thanks for all that is good, and let us hear what Christ this morning has been saying to us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.